Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show. In the next few minutes, we'll push past the hype, pull back the velvet curtains, and reveal how to create a successful life with neuro-linguistic programming. You'll dive into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career. Now, prepare yourself to make a name, make money, and make a difference. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. In this week's NLPCourses.com podcast show, we explore the unconscious mind. How the unconscious mind stores stress and releases stress. The blueprint for your perfect health. And how your unconscious mind generates and distributes energy. Hello and welcome to this week's NLPCourses.com podcast show. Have you been? What have you been up to? Well, I've been up to doing a lot of handstands. Why, you may ask? Well, I've got a seven-year-old daughter and she's really interested in gymnastics. So we've been doing a lot of handstands together. She makes it look so easy and I make it look very challenging. Anyway, let's dive into what we're going to be covering in this session. We're exploring the unconscious mind. Now, according to Dr. Julian Jane, we are unconscious beings who have developed a conscious mind. Now, it's not too far-fetched, because how often have you got into your car, arrived at the destination, and not remember the journey? Have you also seen the elevator lift, where nobody wants to talk to each other in the elevator, and they all stand there looking at the numbers, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, and the doors open, somebody walks out and goes, oh, hang on, this is not my floor, and comes back in. There's a theory that one of the reasons something like hypnosis works is because it takes you out of the trance that you're in, puts you into a different trance so that you can access different ways of thinking. So let's have a definition of what we mean by the unconscious mind and the difference of what a trance is. The unconscious mind is just anything that you're not consciously aware of. Whereas trance is any time you go inside your head. That's right, you're spending most of your day in trance. So let's take the trance to explore what is happening, what drives the unconscious mind. First, I'd like to say the highest job, bar none, for your unconscious mind is to protect you. And you know that's true, because if you've ever stepped out onto a road and pulled yourself back real quick, that was your unconscious mind processing the information. How many bits of information does your unconscious mind then process? Well, looking at various different researchers, I'm going to pull mine from Dr. Julian Jane again, is around about 5 to 6 million bits of information. But I have seen it go up to 40 million and as low as 2 million bits of information. I guess it all depends on how you measure bits of information. So let's have a direct experience what we mean by this millions of bits of information your unconscious mind is processing at any one time. Become aware of your feet, as long as it's safe to do so. Become aware of the clothes against your back. Become aware of the sounds around you. What's your email address? Don't call it out. Now where was all that information before I asked? Yes, it was at an unconscious level waiting for your conscious mind to want that information. So what is the magic number for your conscious mind? 
seven plus or minus two chunks of information. This was a study done in 1960 by Miller and Primbrum. They said the conscious mind can track seven plus or minus two chunks of information on a good day. That does mean Friday evening and it's late and you've had a particularly good night out, it could be zero plus or minus two chunks of information you can consciously track. So what do we mean by a chunk of information? 07811 875 868. That's three chunks of information. We can keep that in our conscious awareness. When we go over nine, which is the seven plus two, our unconscious mind takes over the processing. That study was updated in the early 2000s and they now say it's five plus or minus two chunks of information. But the classic seven plus two chunks of information is the one most widely known. You can't even move your fingers consciously. If you attempted to move your fingers consciously, you'd have to know all the muscles in your arms and you'd have to know how they interacted and what led to the next muscle firing. And you'd be going, okay, I need to contract this muscle, but relax this one, contract, 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 relax, contract, 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 contract. And about 10 minutes later, your fingers would move and you'd go, oh yes. Now that's just way too long. You can't even rely on your conscious mind to protect you because you would step out onto the road See the car coming and go, ah, there's a car coming. Better step backwards. Okay, legs, move. Way too long. So the highest job of your unconscious mind is to protect you. Now, the other thing that happens is life. Have you noticed that? You have little things, big stresses, small stresses going on day in, day out. You're driving into work and somebody cuts you up on the road and you don't get a chance to give them a polite little hand wave to show your appreciation. You go into work and somebody looks at you funny and you think to yourself, what have I done now? Or something more major happens. These stresses and situations are going on day in, day out. So what does the unconscious mind do with these stresses? Well, it holds on to them and normally puts them into the body. In my opinion, 80% of the aches and pains you feel in your body are often to do what's going on inside your head. 20% is normally something structural where you're just holding your body in a funny angle. Go and have a massage, it's a good thing to do. Now if you don't go and have a massage, as these stresses start to build up, the body starts to signal you that you've got stuff to work on. Those signals tend to be aches and pains in the body. So you might get small little aches in your back and maybe little headaches, and just little niggly things like that. If you ignore them and don't go and have a massage, if you ignore them, they tend to increase and your back might start to stiffen. You might start developing migraines. And if you carry on ignoring all of that, and it's amazing just how much stress the human body can stand. But at some point, the unconscious mind goes, we're going to clear out the circuits, also known as a nervous breakdown. It is not good to go through a nervous breakdown. If you know anybody who has, when they've come out the other side, they're normally a different person. They normally reevaluate their whole life. Now, what would happen if they went back to being that same person? Yes, every few years they'd have a nervous breakdown and they'd be in a cycle. So nature seems to put this buffer zone in place to stop you going back to being the same person. So it, yes, it is healthier for us to release these negative emotions. And your unconscious mind looks for any opportunity to release. 
and you're listening to this podcast, you might attend our trainings and your unconscious mind gets excited because it's now communicating and goes, do you want to work on this? And you go, no. And the unconscious mind goes, that's okay, I can take it back until you are ready to work on it. But it is healthier to release these things than to hold on to them. And psychological stuff like NLP, hypnosis, coaching, counseling, psychotherapy can all help. But also things like massage and exercise and movement all definitely help process this out of the body. You're listening to the NLPcourses.com podcast. Our sponsor this week is the NLP Master Practitioner. Complete a full NLP modeling project. Pull together your skills like no other course can. Head over to the website at nlpcourses.com and grab your place today. Connected to this is that the unconscious mind has a blueprint for your perfect health. Now you might say, John, I was with you right up until you said that, but I have now seen evidence against the contrary of what you've just said. What about people who smoke? Well, if you've ever seen somebody who starts to smoke, it's not just their unconscious mind saying don't do it, it's their whole system as they go green, they want to throw up, they have this foul taste in their mouth, and yet they go, oh, but look how cool I look. So they can override the unconscious mind because you have a conscious mind. What about people who overeat? Well, you know what? There's a huge amount of mechanisms between the brain and the stomach to stop you overeating. So you eat some food, the food goes down, it gets processed, and a signal comes back up, which is basically a hormone signal, that says, stop eating, thanks for the food, we've had enough. But we go, ah, this is Belgian chocolate. I must eat the two bars now. And we override that programming. Yes, you have a conscious mind. That stretches the stomach a little bit. So next time you eat a little bit more and the signal comes back saying to the brain, stop eating, had enough, thanks for the food. But we go, ah, my friend cooked me this cake. It'd only be fair if I eat the whole lot now. So we have a conscious choice. Connected to all of this, I believe that the unconscious mind also generates and distributes energy throughout your system. So let's put that into a context. I'm going to generalize for this first statement just to make a point, but you understand it's a generalization. Have you noticed that somebody who has a period of unemployment in their life where they now have the time to read the books, to exercise, to study and do all those things you struggle to do when you're working, tend not to. And in fact, the longer they're unemployed, the more they tend to sleep and go into this hibernation mode. Yet, if you're very busy, you tend to be able to do more and more. So, for example, you might be given a project at work and you're very excited about the project and you go back to your family and you say, look, for the next six months, I'm working really hard. You're not going to see a lot of me. I'm going to be working evenings, weekends, and I need you to support me. And your family says, well, what about us? And you say, At the end of the six months, we'll all go on holiday, but this is a wonderful opportunity for us. And they say, are you sure? And you say, yes, book the holiday. And in those six months, you're up extra early. You start exercising. And people are coming down with colds and flus around you, and you're going, mere weaklings, no sympathy sympathy for you. Look at me. Look how much I'm doing. And then in that first week of that holiday, 
first week of that holiday, you had the biggest cold or flu going and you're bedridden. You get no sympathy from your family because they say, you always do this. They go out and join themselves for the day. You suffer in bed. And that's partly because your unconscious mind also went, okay, so you need all this energy and motivation for this period of time. And then we're going to catch up on things like flus and colds. Okay, I gotcha. Now, it is much more powerful than that also. Some of you may have come across this. Not everybody does. I did. Now, it's about seven years ago. My mum had cancer. Now, she had it for several years and it did come and go at various different stages. But it got to the point where the hospice said to her, where would you like to die? Now, obviously, they want that blunt, but that's essentially what they said to her. Would you like to stay here or would you like to go home? And she wanted to go home. And they were amazing. They truly were amazing. They got her home, got her settled, and they indicated to me that what we're really looking at is seven to ten days. But it was close enough. It was close enough to my youngest daughter's first birthday that my mum set herself a goal. She wanted to see her granddaughter's first birthday. And she managed to stay alive just under a month And then it was close enough to Christmas, my mum set herself another goal that she wanted to see the grandchildren at Christmas. And I really do not know how she managed it, but she stayed alive for an extra month. So we got an extra two months with my mum. And then between Christmas and the new year, she kind of went, I've achieved those goals and peacefully moved on. Now, isn't that amazing? That the unconscious mind can keep you alive if it believes you've got a goal that you want to fulfill. Now, it doesn't always happen, but it happens a significant amount of time. Wow. The unconscious mind is truly interesting and incredible. And we're starting to tap into that potential. So we've covered a lot again in this podcast. So let's have a quick recap. We started off by proposing we're unconscious beings who develop the conscious mind based on the work of Dr. Julian Jane. We then started to explore that the unconscious mind's highest job is to keep us safe. And we had some examples of those, i.e. crossing the road. Then we noticed that the unconscious mind realizes that we do need to live a life and things happen to us. And the unconscious mind takes what's going on around us and stores it normally within the body. And there are several ways for us to release those because it is healthier to let these things go than to hold on to them. And we notice things like massage, exercise, but also the psychological stuff. Things like NLP, coaching, hypnosis, psychotherapy and counseling are really all beneficial. Then we talked about the unconscious mind having a blueprint for your perfect health. And we challenged that just a little bit. Then we started to explore the unconscious mind generate and distributing energy throughout your system. And we had various examples, uh, examples of a workplace, and there's incredible examples of where people stay alive against all the odds when their unconscious mind can have a clear goal. We did note that doesn't always happen, but it happens a significant amount of time. It would be wonderful to hear your examples of your experiences with the unconscious mind. Do you have any questions? 
pop over to nlpcourses.com, find the podcast page and leave any comments, any questions, share your stories, just like I shared mine about my mum. Love to hear those. Until next time, John, in all the unconscious mind, Cassidy Rice, have a successful and interesting week. You've been listening to the NLPCourses.com podcast. If you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. And make sure to head over to NLPCourses.com to subscribe to the newsletter and get free transcripts of this program. 